0: I guess I'll try to get a little bit spiritual this evening, but something happened to me in this course of moving over to Africa. It's this crazy, exciting journey, but going into a new land, charisma will only take you so far. And then it gets to the point where if God is not moving, if there's not a divine encounter, we're wasting our time. So I feel like I got a word for us tonight, and I am so hungry for a God encounter this evening that I pray with every fiber in my being, in the name of Jesus, I pray that when we all leave this building, something is different. Let's not play church tonight. Is that all right? Okay, can we dive in? Is that cool? Well. So, we're in Botswana. When I first heard it, I was like, Botswana? Like, I had no idea a Botswana even existed. You know what I'm saying? I was like, What is a Botswana? You know what I'm saying? It sounded like a ghetto girl I knew in high school. Like, Hey, Botswana, how you doing, boo? She'd be like, Hi, Black, how fine? You know what I'm saying? That's what it comes to mind. So, so that's funny, huh? <laughs> like, I know Botswana. She's she my cousin. Anyways, <laughs> here's the thing. You ever had something happen and in a moment everything changes? Something happens so fast out of nowhere, you literally don't even know what to do next. Well, that happened to me and my wife three weeks ago. We're in Botswana and it's exciting, you know, God is doing a new thing. We're moving over there. So we went over there just to kind of get to see the land, you know, to feel things out, just to get, figure out groceries and food and the city and just to feel it out. And it's, we've been blessed with this phenomenal building. And so it's being renovated as we speak, literally around the corner from our church. We're just grabbing some food on the way in. We're about to go check out the, the construction as it's happening walk into this cafe, grab some food. As we're leaving, somebody starts yelling outside. Next thing you know, I run to our car and somebody had stole something out of our vehicle. It was a backpack that had my iPad, my wife's iPad, my wallet, my wife's wallet, my headphones, all the little random things that dudes have in their bag, and all five of our passports, mine, my wife's, and my three daughters, in 10 minutes, everything was stolen. That was one of those moments. And you're shell-shocked. I'm like God. What the heck is going on? Like I'm moving here. I'm giving up everything. Like God, we're we're doing this for you. Why would this happen? But it's funny how God will always prepare the messenger so that the message is delivered with conviction. So tonight we're gonna make the devil pay. My message tonight is called Identity Crisis. And here's something I realized, what is a passport? Well, I mean, it shows us who we are, where we're from, our rights and privileges, and where we can go. It's your identity, it's your country of origin, and it's your access to the world, all in one little booklet. Quite fascinating when you think about it. So then, if this thing is stolen from you, you can't prove who you are, can't prove where you're from, you've lost your rights and privileges, and you can't go anywhere. And this is something that dawned on me. See, the tickets were booked. Our destination was set. The price had already been paid. I knew where we were planning on going next. Nothing could interfere with that part. Price is paid, tickets booked, it's a done deal. But. The enemy can mess with your passport. He can mess with your identity. And this is when I saw something. You gotta understand, we know from Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. See from the moment, see from before you were born Your destination has already been set. Jesus' blood already paid the price for your ticket. Where you're going has been etched in eternity. Who you are going to be, what you're going to accomplish, what you are going to do, it's a done deal. The enemy cannot mess with the destination, but he sure can attack your identity. He sure can attack your passport. Because, see, God has had a plan for you since before you were born. But Satan has had a plan for you from the moment you were born. And what's his goal? Well, he wants to rob you of your identity, of your passport, because identity determines destination. And then he wants to make you replace it with the fake, with the false identity. Something not as good as the original, that's never really going to cut the mustard, that's not going to get you where your original would have got you, the enemy is obsessed with you missing that flight. So for some of you guys, you're new. For some of y'all, we family. So just to quickly recap, I was born into a divorce home. My dad left my mom before, but basically I was was a baby. I I don't even have any memories of mom and dad at home. Then my mom was too young to take care of me. She tried to do her best, trying to to get her life together, sent me away to go live with my great-grandma and grand-aunt. They're trying their best to take care of me, but somehow I got sexually molested by a babysitter when I was three years old, and it happened time and time again for the next 10 years. See, God had a plan for my life, but the enemy from the moment I came out was doing his this to rob me of my divine identity because identity determines destination. I'm talking to somebody tonight. <laughs> See at the age of 12 I had this radical like IMAX 3D movie on steroids acid LSD all at the same time in my mom's bedroom sitting on the edge of the bed And that's where I felt God for the first time. Looked at my hands and said, Mom, with these hands, I'm gonna touch millions of lives one day. Started repeating it over and over. As a 12 year old kid, what do I even know? Repeating it over and over, broke down in tears. The presence of God hit the room. My mom felt it. My stepdad, he walks in, he hits the floor. Like it's crazy. I'm seeing faces all, I'm like, it's like the kid like, I see dead people. But, like, it was crazy, right? But I guess they was alive. I don't know. But the point is I'm seeing all these sad faces and I'm screaming out, God, please let them see you love them. God, please let them see you care. God, please let them see. And God's like, no, Blake, you let them see. That was the day the flight was booked for me. So because of that, you can see why the enemy was so desperate to rob me of my identity, to rob me of my passport. I was that daddy issues kid who was so addicted to affirmation, addicted to getting people to like me. I would do anything and everything just to belong. I had to, I couldn't be alone. I had to be at the party. I had to do whatever everybody was doing. And that sent me on a destructive cycle to where I ended up doing 13 months in a drug rehab. The enemy thought he had me. But I'm gonna pause right there. Because see, We understand the robbing part. We understand now, we've laid it out. Destination, passport. But now that it's lost, what do we do to get it back? That's what I dealt with on that day when everybody's passport was stolen. I'm in the middle of bots, what the heck. I'm an American citizen my wife and my three daughters, they're Aussie citizens. So I'm having to find out how the heck do I get two passports from two different countries in Botswana. It was not a, it was not a very you know, peaceful day. But here's what happened. See, if you wanna get your passport back, you have to go back to the country of origin in which it was issued from. And if you're unable to get to the country of origin, You have to find a place called an embassy. It was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. See, I've never never been into an embassy before before this moment happens. But there's some fascinating things I learned about an embassy. There was so much security and clearance just to get in. But by the grace of God, Botswana has a US embassy, right? Here's what I didn't know. Once you walk, into an embassy, legally, you have been transported to the country of origin. Literally, as soon as you cross the threshold, as soon as you go into that door, as soon as you make it on the other side, the laws of the land you originally were in no longer apply. Literally, I walked in and it was the most surreal thing I've ever experienced in my life. It felt different. It smelt different. I'm in Botswana. Once I was like, How you doing? Hey, brother, how you know, what I'm saying, God bless you, praise the Lord Jesus. And then one second I'm like, hey, how you doing? Good morning. Welcome to the US. It was weird. They talked different, they sounded different. On the walls, it was pictures of America and all this patriotic stuff. And I'm just grateful that Donald hadn't built the wall high enough so I was still able to get over it. Like it was all good. You know, I, it, it was in and out. It was awesome. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but look, pray for your president, pray for all nations. No matter how you feel, you need to get on your knees and pray and believe God for everybody. Let me just get that clear right quick. That's all my politicalness for this evening. Okay, back to the story. So, I walk in, I literally have walked into America. The rules, the land, the culture, everything was different. Everything was based on my country of origin. And then once I was there, once I got processed, once I got in, I went through the whole ordeal, then the awesome thing is they gave me this number, which was a direct line to have access back to my country of origin whenever I needed. It was phenomenal, the services they had, even though I was still in Africa. I need you to understand, I saw this action movie one time, There's this chick, she's a Russian spy, right? And it's in America, and she's running for her life. And now I understand, I didn't get it then, but literally she's running for her life, ducking and dodging, hitting turns, hitting corners, and then she runs to the Russian embassy, hops the fence. There's an entire army of American soldiers wanting to take this woman's life, but the moment she hopped that fence, she was legally on Russian soil. The American soldiers could do nothing And if they had stepped foot past the threshold, it would have been an act of war on a new nation. I need somebody to understand that as citizens of the Most High God, as sons and daughters of the King, your citizenship is heaven. Your King is God. Your culture is heaven. Everything that is there, you can now have access to. And when you set foot in your embassy, the rules of the land no longer apply. And I love it in Philippians 3.20. I just was read this in my devotion the other day. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly awaiting his return as our Savior. See, the only way to get a new passport is to return to the country of origin or the nearest embassy. Well, we know Matthew 6.10 says, May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's whole design for your life was to bring your culture and your divine citizenship who you were enrolled in long before you were even born down here. So you know what? Even though you may not be able to walk up to heaven when you're having a bad day, all you need is one encounter in the presence of God. All you need is one moment with your Savior. All you need is one moment in worship, one moment in prayer, one moment in your word your citizenship is heaven so when stuff gets a little rocky when stuff gets a little messy when your identity is challenged when who you are is tested when the enemy is trying to rob you of who you are before you reach your destination my god you have a direct line to your embassy in heaven I need somebody to understand where I'm going tonight because I am hungry for a God encounter. Pastor Sam, we've got too many people being robbed of their identity. The enemy is destroying who we are because if he can take our identity away, he can take us away from the divine destination that God has called us to. So we need a generation of people that are hungry enough to go back to where it all started to get your original identity back. Can I get an amen here? So let me get some keys up, something beautiful right now, something smooth, something anointed and suave. But this is what I saw. It's very significant when identities in scripture are changed. It's very significant when God himself or someone in scripture changes someone's name. It's one of the most beautiful identity crises you will ever see because identity determines destination. And so I wanna highlight a couple name changes a couple new identities given in the Bible, a couple people who were victims of the enemy's plan and who were headed one way in their life. But by the grace of God, he made a course correction when he gave these people some new identities. I feel like these things apply to some of us tonight. And as I was praying, as we were worshiping, and as I was thinking about tonight, I just feel like there's some people here, you've got some fake passports. You've got some false identities. The enemy has done a really good job of robbing you of who you were truly created to be. The enemy is so afraid of your destination. He is so afraid of what God has called you to. He is so afraid of where you are going to end up from the moment you were born. He has tried to destroy everything he can to make sure you don't get on that plane. And God has an encounter with eternity for somebody tonight. Let me tell you, there's some people that are going to get home. There's some people that are going to get on that plane. There's some people that thought you were destined for something else. But let me tell you something. God is ready to meet you where you are. He is ready to give you your new name. and I want to just highlight a couple people. See, I love my man, Saul. This dude, literally his name means death. But as we know, he ended up being the Apostle Paul, writing over half of our New Testament, one of the greatest champions of our faith. But when we first meet Saul, He is literally championing the murder of a Christian by holding the evil Jews' coats just so they can throw rocks even better. From the first moment we see this dude entered into the narrative, he hates God. The only person in scripture where Jesus himself said, why are you persecuting me? This dude was a bad dude. Literally a modern day Hitler. He's on a road to death. He is ready to cause death. His journey would have ended in death. But by God's beautiful grace, God met him on that road and changed his name. I was destined for death. I remember when my mom called me on the phone. I remember when she was like, babe, what are you gonna do? I was like, mom, I don't know. I remember when I was on the phone, I'd been kicked out of university and I was about to be on the streets. My mom was like, baby, you wanna try something different? That was the darkest season of my life. I went to bed afraid every single night because I knew God. Remember, my ticket was booked. I had a radical encounter at 12, but yet at 18, I was so far away from God every single night, I knew this for a fact. If I die in my sleep, I'm going to hell. I knew that, and I was trapped. And somehow when I was speaking to my mom on that phone, I somehow knew that I needed to make a change. I knew that it wasn't gonna end well for me where I was and who I was mixed up with. And so November 27th, 2005, I got on a plane. I went home. And that night, checked myself into a drug rehab. That was the beginning of my name change. And there's somebody in here, I don't know who you are, but you are on a road to death. You need to stop playing games with God. You need to stop going the direction you're going. You need to stop being around the people you're around. I'm so grateful you're here tonight. I'm so grateful you said yes to whoever invited you, but I'm telling you that you are on a bad road, but God wants to meet you right here, right now, and he wants to change your name. The next name change I love is Abram and Sarai. See, they were marked their whole life by unfruitfulness. He didn't even hear God till he was 79, didn't even get a name change till he was 99. His wife was barren. That was like the greatest mark of shame for a woman in those times, to not have any children. They were past their prime, past middle age, past whatever's past middle age. I don't know, but we don't say what's past it because people that are past it get mad at you, so you just don't say it. But the point is, as far as they were concerned, life was pretty much over. Their life had been marked by unfulfillment fruitfulness, that's ghetto, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Failure. And they thought that was it. They were just ready to keep on living and just die. But one day, our amazing God, one day our amazing Savior took someone's life that was marked for just being nothing, marked for being average. Somebody that's just okay, somebody that's never actually lived out the dream that was in your heart, someone that's never actually experienced the purpose that was inside you, and maybe you've just given up. Maybe you think you're past your prime. Maybe you think it's too late, or you think you're too young and you can't even get started yet. Whatever the reason is, it's been marked by failure. It's been marked by, oh, well, not good enough, not gonna happen, but God wants to change your name tonight because he's got a plan for your life. He is not done with you. you. You are not missed out. You are not left out. You are not forgotten. God loves you. He believes in you. He called you. He's going to finish what he started. And tonight he wants to change your name. And so Abram and Sarai became named Abraham and Sarah, the mother and father of many nations, known for fathering. The modern move of God that is today, marked by anointing, literally because of Abraham's relationship with God. Generations after him lived in the blessing because of what he started. Somebody marked for failure and fruitlessness became known for being the one that created a whole generation of people. God can change your name tonight. The third one. My man, Jacob, and his name was ended up changed to Israel. Jacob's name basically meant liar. His greatest achievement was the ultimate deception against his father and his brother. On his father's deathbed, Jacob walks in and steals something that does not belong to him. Can you imagine your father's last memory being of hatred and disappointment because you stole something and you can never change it back? Can you imagine being in fear your entire life, running from your brother who wants to kill you because you stole something that belongs to him? I imagine that Jacob had a miserable existence. And I know there's some people in this room and you feel marked by the mistakes of your past. You feel marked by things that you did, and you feel like you can't escape it. You feel like it's who you are, that it's something that you wish you could take back, but you can't do it, and now it just is who you are. You're known for being a liar. Your reputation is deceiver. You think that nothing you can do is ever going to change it. Your family don't even believe in you anymore. Nobody even listens to you when you talk. You feel so trapped. You feel so alone, and you think that this is just what it's going to be. But I love that Jacob's name got changed to Israel, which means victor over God and man. God wants to change your name tonight. You are not your past. You are not your mistakes. You are not your inadequacies. You are not what man says you are. You are a victor. You are a champion. And God wants to let you know that he wants to change your destination this evening because he's got plans for you. And the last one, this is one a lot of people don't know, but this is the story of Benoni. See, Jacob, he had two wives. One he kind of loved, that he was tricked into marrying, and he had the girl in his dreams who he worked 14 years just to be with. And as the wife he loved was giving birth to her second child, the pain of childbirth was so great that it ended up killing her. In her final breaths, as she was about to die, in the midst of her pain and her anguish, imagine this, a mother, with her final breaths, takes out all her anger, disappointment, and frustration on her newly born child. And as she is dying, she says, your name will be Benoni, son of my sorrow, son of my pain. See some of you guys in here, you're a victim of hurt that you didn't even have any control over. You're a victim of what your parents spoke over you. You're a victim of what was done to you. Your name is marked by the shame and the byproduct of someone else's hurt, someone else's anger. And because of what was happening in their life, they took it out on you. And you didn't even have anything to do with it. But now you are scarred and you are marked because of someone else's hurt. And now the pain from their life is now robbing you of the joy and peace in yours. But I love what happened, because see, God is a good father. As she's dying with her dying breath, saying, your name will be Benoni, son of my pain, son of my sorrow. It says in scripture that the dad walked into the room and he looked at his boy and he said, no, that's not gonna be your name. I'm gonna call you Benjamin which means son of my right hand, son of my strength, son of my victory. In one moment, the love of a father changed a name marked by the pain of someone else's life and in one moment the father's love said no you're gonna be someone I'm proud of you're gonna be someone you're son of my right hand son of my strength son of my support you're not gonna be marked by someone else's hurt whatever they did to you it's not gonna mark you anymore it's it's not your identity you will no longer be a victim of someone else's hurt you are my son you are my strength I am your father I am a good God and you will be the son of my right hand and Benoni's name was changed to Benjamin see I don't know if you realize it but every single one of these identities was headed toward a certain destination but by God's grace each of these names were changed And the course of their life was forever altered as a result of the change. I was headed for death. My life was full of failure and unfulfillment. I was scarred by the sins and the mistakes of my past. And I was the victim of someone else's perverted pain. But God changed my name. He changed my name. He gave me a new passport. He gave me a new life. And God is so in love with you that he doesn't want you to live any longer marked and scarred and held by these names. Don't walk into a hospital tonight. Be presented with a cure and leave the same way. Please, I'm begging you. This is your moment for your identity crisis to be over. Heaven is your embassy and the God encounter is waiting. You are one step away from your name change. You are one step away from entering into heaven. You are one step away of setting foot into a new realm that no longer follows the rules of this land. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities mighty in the spirit to meet you tonight your tickets have been booked your price has been paid his blood covered every cost every debt don't live your life any longer with a broken fake passport it's not who you are it's not who you are so tonight it's time to get free tonight it's time to get whole. tonight it's time to get healed tonight it is time to walk out of this building with a new And let me read this last passage, because I need you to see this. But put up Revelations 2.17 on the screen. This, this, This fascinated me. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some of the manna that has been hidden away. Manna is knowledge. Manna is a realization of what God has called you to be. And then go to the next scripture, and it says... And I will give to each of you a white stone, and on the stone will be engraved a new name that no one understands except the one that receives it. See, I walked out of that embassy two weeks ago. I have a brand new passport and you know what they didn't just restore the old one it's got a whole this thing don't expire till 2027 it's new it's bigger it's shinier it's better it's nicer see the devil tried to steal what belonged to me and god not only replaced it he made it even better that's a new name i am tired of a sinning, broken it's time to get free tonight so i'm gonna just be straight with you we don't gotta be cute god is so hungry for an encounter i hope you can feel the heart of god right now but he wants to do business with you this evening if you know that you need a savior you know that you need to get right with God you know your current identity is going to end in death you know your current identity is going to end in failure you know you're marked by someone else's sin, you know you're marked by the mistakes of your past if you are tired of living bound and you know that you need Jesus Christ into your life I just want you to come down to the front right now, literally get out of your seat come to this altar if you know you need to recommit your life to God maybe you prayed that prayer a long time ago but this is the moment that you realize that you need to renew your vow to God come down right now just come down right now there is an encounter waiting there is an embassy waiting God is moving God is ready to touch you he is ready to speak to you if you are here come down I want you to look at your friend look at him in the eye and say if you want to go down I'll go down with you look at him right now if you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life if you want to recommit your life to God you need to get right you need to come down down here you need to change your name God is ready the embassy is open your new passport is here all you got to do is come down and pick it up this is your moment to get free this is your moment to get healed your moment to get whole your moment to get changed to leave here new come on guys come on keep coming keep coming God's not done yet God's not done yet come on keep on coming keep on coming look at your friend next to you and say i'll go down with you ask somebody literally look at them evangelism starts with the seat right next to you ask them i'll go down with you come on come on come on come on come on come on new names new names new names better than before better than before better than before better than before than before better than before better than before better than before he doesn't replace he renews he renews it's new. it's new it's new it's new it's new it's new it's new come on come on thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you god thank you jesus oh father you are so good Create in us a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within us. And not cast us away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit away from us. But restore to us the joy of your salvation and grant us a willing spirit to sustain us. Then we will teach teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. See, in this moment when your name changes, guess what? You become a name changer. You become the key to someone else's freedom. You become the key to someone else's joy, to someone else's hope, to someone else's peace. This is your moment in the name of Jesus.